You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. Thirty-two points and thirty rebounds. Oh my, Dwight Howard on the road, but rocking Brooklyn and rocking Charlotte fans who bothered to watch the game. We're going to get into that and much more. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, MLB, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the team for Fan Rag Sports. I'm joined by my co-host. He's been covering the Hornets since they were the Bobcats for AtTheHive.com, the SB Nation blog on the Charlotte Hornets. The man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. David, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, shout out to you guys if you stayed and tuned in last night. The few, the proud, the lonely. Good for you. 30 and 30. What if I told you? What if I told you, <laughs> Dwight Howard? 32 points, 30 rebounds. We're going to dig into that. We've got a great show coming up. Plus, it's power Thursday. We've got a, a boatload of power rankings for you. And here to help us with that, my friend, Matt Fox, power ranking expert. How are you, Matt? Well, I'm good. I'm 32 points and 30 rebounds. I think I was able to get that many in my, over my four years in high school basketball. So <laughs> me and Dwight Howard have something in common. So, total. You, you know. totaled 32 points <laughs> and you totaled 30 rebounds over your career. What position did you play? Oh, you know, I was an undersized center, so I was able to get a lot of rebounds. <laughs> a very, a very undersized center. All right, first we're gonna we're gonna recap this game in Brooklyn. Uh, the Hornets win, comeback win for the Hornets, one eleven to one oh five. But the story of this game is the Hornets were down a bunch and then they weren't. Dwight Howard lifted the team and its young, outclassed bench out of obscurity and certain defeat in that second half. He finished with thirty two points and thirty rebounds. Thirty boards is a franchise high. It's a career high for Dwight Howard. It's the first 30-30 game in the NBA since Minnesota's Kevin Love on November 12, 2010. All of that is is very impressive. But I I think we should start Power Thursday by ranking what what is most impressive about this 30-point 30, 30 rebound game for Dwight Howard. Is it that it's in his 14th season? Is it that he had four reba- four points and 10 rebounds at the half? So he had to score 28 points and 20 rebounds in one half to accumulate the 32 and 30 that he ended up with? Or is it that he only shot two mid-range jump shots in the whole game? <laughs> I, I'm going to go with that second half stat, Doug. That is pretty impressive. Um, I looked up. His over/under for rebounds yesterday on mybookie.com. Um, mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag. Sorry, uh, just for fun, <laughs> just for kicks. Uh, and it was twelve. And I thought, man, I don't know. I don't know if he can. I know he can get that, but 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 does he want to in this late stage of the season? And he did it. He did it in like a quarter, I guess. So I'm going with that second half stat, man. That's pretty good for the for the big guy. 
Howard told Tom Wormy after the game, quote, when I had 29 rebounds, I told Quincy AC, I was like, man, I'm not selfish, but if I got a chance to get a rebound, please don't foul me. <laughs> See? He's totally not selfish. He just he wanted no. that 30th rebound. Give it to me. Really impressive. 14th season in a game that, again, for the playoffs is virtually meaningless. How are they still mathematically in this thing? I thought I thought we were going to be past this point by now. Well, I'm, 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 I'm done with math. We all are, especially Matt. But we, well, so the New York Knicks were eliminated last night. So the Hornets are now the next team. They, their magic number for being eliminated is, or as Matt Moore from CBS calls it, the tragic number is now three. So the Charlotte Hornets will be the next team mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. But for now, we can all sit around and celebrate. Uh, what was an absolutely fantastic game from a again a veteran that has uh, little to play and and for the past couple of games has not played very well. This sort of came out of nowhere. Uh, here are the last, according to ESPN stats and info, here are the last five players to get the thirty and thirty: uh, Dwight Howard, Kevin Love, Moses Malone, the Chief Robert Parrish, and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Good lord. And then before that, I think Wilt Chamberlain had like 124 of these things. Right, 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 right. Who missed Who missed the last layup there for the Nets? You know? Oh, boy. To get the 30th rebound. Oh, boy. I'll look Don't worry about it. Who cares? Who, who cares actually? Yeah, what, do you, what kind um, of question is that? So we're, <laughs> we've got a 32-point, 30-rebound game, and you want to know which Brooklyn net missed the layup to cause it to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone clearly knew, right? Because the the bench kind of exploded. Like when he got that thirty three rebound, and he had a sheepish grin on his on his face. So they were they were aware of it. I'm sure it's up in the arena or something. But I just thought that was crazy to, for that missed layup and to uh, you know carry him right into his hands for the 30, 33 well, rebound in a season where nothing makes sense. Doug, just just throw this game into that into that satchel. You have a satchel for LOLs. You had a satchel for stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah! Listen to this listen to this comment from Reddit. This is a comment from a thread on the 32-point, 30-rebound game. The best comments are from Reddit. Right. This is from the NBA Reddit, not from the Charlotte Hornets Reddit. We don't go there anymore. We've been banned from there. They don't, they don't like us. <laughs> we are not. Nay locked the door, took away our key. Do not pass anymore. Uh, but this is from the NBA Reddit. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know how to start this. Here we go. Quote, I mean... Let me oh, hold on. Let me unquote. Let, let me remind you. This is a thread celebrating 32 points and 30 rebounds. All right, here's the quote. I mean, if he stopped turning the ball over so much, he would be incredible. If he accepted yeah. that he should just run, pick, and roll, clean up buckets, and protect the rim, then he would be a better DeAndre Jordan. Matt Fox, what do you think about that comment uh, from Reddit, from a Reddit user 
on a thread celebrating 32 points and 30 rebounds. It's not a strange comment. We've heard these comments all season from Hornets fans. It's not a strange comment, but at the same time, you need to respect what just happened. 32, I mean, there's not something that happens on an everyday night. You know what I mean? I mean, the last time, like you said, the last time it happened was Kevin Love. And the one thing you don't want to be considered with with Kevin Love is when he was a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves because those teams just could not seem to win games. But at the same time, you need to respect what, what exactly happened last night. For someone to get 30 rebounds, I don't even care about the 32 points because that, that happens on a regular basis. But 30 rebounds is just out of this world. And going back to David's point of who missed that layup, that's going to be a trivia question someday. So I don't, I don't mind that question of him asking that question. Thank you. So. Thank you. All right, great. Now, now they're ganging up on me again. All right. But here's, here's the, the part of the, that comment that's interesting to me. Uh, again, if he accepted that he should just run pick and roll, clean up buckets, and protect the rim, then he would be a better DeAndre Jordan. This is his 14th NBA season. Right. It's, 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 again, it's the same thing as people who say, you know, that when Donald Trump was elected, that he would change his general demeanor, that he would become calmer and wiser. It's like the man is 72 years old. Like you don't, when you're 72, you're pretty good. Like you're just like, I'm, I'm pretty good with how I live my life and, and the way that I've done things. And especially when you are older and you have seen success in your life, then, then you're just, your biases naturally are going to influence you and say, well, I did these things for seven seasons, in Dwight Howard's case, that led to major success for me and my team's. I'm just going to keep continuing to do those things. Right. It's difficult for people to change. And so I think you have to accept what he is and what he isn't and and A, try to find some ways to, to be successful with him while he is here and B, have some perspective and understand that there is no universe in the multiverse. Zero. None where Miles Plumley gets a 32.30 a rebound game. Oh, man. There's just – there's none. There's zero. Yeah. So and, just, and like, within, have that perspective. Right. And within the framework of this team, right, it's, it's probably more likely to happen that he's going to have some of these pickups and turnovers and stuff like that because look at the other options, especially on a night like last night. There's no Zeller. There's no Batum. Uh, and they're going to him quite a bit, which they have done all year. So you got to take – the good with the bad, right, Doug? That's what we've, we've talked about all year. And after all that, it was Kimba Walker with a spin in the lane and floater through all kinds of contact that put the Hornets ahead for good with 18 seconds to go. And he got an amazing uh, ball screen from Howard. Might have been his best high ball screen all year. Dwight Howard completely taking out Kimba's man and allowing him to get into the lane for some contact. And Dwight Howard rolled hard. He was just, he was just juiced. He was energized. He was he doing it. all of the things that we wanted to see from him. Yeah. So let's answer this. Is is uh is thirty rebounds selfish or yes or no? No. They they needed every single one of them. They they were down twenty three in this game. Absolutely not. LeBron. Here's a better question. LeBron had uh, thirty two points and seventeen assists with zero turnovers last night. Which yeah. Yeah. which of those stat lines thirty two points seventeen assists zero turnovers versus thirty two points thirty rebounds from Dwight Howard? Uh, Matt, which of those are more impressive to you? 
I, I still got to go 30 rebounds. I mean, I understand LeBron. I mean, LeBron's the best player to, to play the game right now. And with 17 assists, a lot of you – know, you, Zero you turnovers. I understand zero turnovers. It's turnover, a good assist to turn – listen, I'm no mathematician, all right? Uh, this is not sabermetrics, but that's a good assist to turnover ratio. But he's the best player in the game. He shouldn't be making mistakes, Doug. He's been in the, he's been in the league – for a very long time, it's about time he didn't have any turnovers in a game. I mean, if he's going to be known as the best player, then he can't be making mistakes on the court. <laughs> That's a good point. That is. David, what do you think? What are you That's more impressed point. by? You know, I actually had these games on at the same time, and watching LeBron lead his team back was pretty unbelievable. So in, in a vacuum, it might be close, but I, I got to go with the king on this one. The 17 assists, zero turnovers, coupled with the points. And some of the moves, uh, some of the drives he made last night was was vintage LeBron. Against the Raptors, best team in the Eastern Conference. Oh. Some say uh, one of the you know top, could be top two teams in the NBA in the, in the Toronto Raptors playing extremely well right now. But I'm going with Dwight Howard as well, only because, again, 14th season, this game didn't mean anything in terms of, of, of playoffs. And you look back at the previous game, three of nine from the field, wasn't hitting his free throws, wasn't really a factor at all, and it played terribly against Philadelphia to come back uh, on the, the fifth game of a five-game road trip, put that kind of performance together, and drag a team that has been pitiful offensively and maybe even more pitiful defensively and get them a win over Brooklyn uh, again, it doesn't mean anything to the playoffs, but it means something to the young guys on this team. I think it it means something uh, that they can finish this season strong. So uh, good game there from Dwight Howard. Good game from uh, the the entire team, really. And we're going to be back with Power Thursday. Matt Fox is here. We're going to do some power rankings when we return. You're listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Frank's off Twitter or whatever, and, and Nick... Batum He's playing well! Every, okay, that's it. Ban everybody off Twitter. Everybody. Everybody off social media. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Later on in the show, too, we're going to do some general manager updates. Updates on the search for the next Hornets front office leader and I think David is going to have a power ranking here on Power Thursdays with with the general manager candidates. Sure. But it is Power Thursday. I have not I have not selected a music hit for this, but I do have two choices. Would you like to hear them? Should should we take people behind the curtain, basically plan the show on the show? Yeah, why stop now? All right, Matt, are you ready for these music hits? Your opinion really matters the most because this is your segment. Yes, but it's your guys' show. I think that matters more. Thank you, people. All right, what do we think about this one? Is this power? Does this represent power Thursday? I like it. How about this one? This one's a little peppier. They both have sort of a Beverly Hills 90210 transition scene feel. 
Yeah, I think I like the uh, the guitar riff in the first one that just comes in there. That says power to me, but. Oh! This says like, this is kind of rocky. Yeah! Like late rocky movie-ish. Power Thursday. Yeah, try it on. Matt, what's our first power ranking? All right. Well, since you were talking about the, the search for a general manager and uh, the Hornets are sort of in, hey, let's look toward the draft now. Let's, let's, let's talk about possible picks for the Charlotte Hornets only with a little bit of a twist. We're going to power rank the three players that the Charlotte Hornets will pass on <laughs> in the upcoming draft that will just – haunt your dreams for the <laughs> upcoming 2018-2019 season. All right, so this is brought to you by Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz. Okay. All right. He's calling, top, in, He's calling in later. All right, top three players. He's a friend of the show. Top three players the Hornets will not draft, but that will become future NBA stars and haunt all of our dreams. All right, number three. All right, number three is going to be a player that really came on late and sort of asserted himself into in the, the lottery here. It is Colin Sexton from Alabama. He's a, he's a point guard who, you know, pretty much is a, is a great playmaker. And, you know, with all the talks of Kemba being possibly traded, uh, you guys need somebody coming off the bench. Colin Sexton would be a perfect fit for what the Hornets are doing, but he'd also be a perfect fit for what the Hornets would not do in selecting him. Colin Sexton, 6'3", but has a 7-foot wingspan. Our friend Gavin Shaw, low on Colin Sexton, higher on some of these other point guards in the draft, Trey Young, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't had a chance. All right, number two. Number two, which you just said, Trey Young, uh, pretty much the darling of the entire college basketball season. Everybody was bragging about what was Trey Young going to do tonight. And, you know, he, he's been compared to Steph Curry. I mean, we need to pump the brakes on that one a little bit. But if there's one thing the Charlotte Hornet fans know, it's, hey, we want a Steph Curry on our team. Trey Young sort of fits that mold. And unfortunately for them, I don't think they'll be able to draft him because he'll be taken probably right before them. But at the same time, if he's there somehow, I'm told that the Hornets will pass on him. All right, your sources are telling you good. Uh, but Trey Young's <laughs> interesting, right? Because if he did drop, and he certainly could drop uh, because of the way that he ended that uh, last season, David, if he does drop, it would be very Monk-esque. Yeah. So yep. you kind of hope the Hornets will, will, will would not double up there. Well, take another take a shot to you hit. Yeah, who knows? All right, number number one. Number one, and Doug, this is a player I know you kind of had your eye on during the NCAA tournament, and it's Miles Bridges, one of the only players in the in the lottery here that is not a freshman. He came back for his sophomore year, plays for Michigan State, and he's pretty much a he's a very versatile player, and he can he can step out, and hit the three, he can go down and get some rebounds. Uh, Miles Bridges, I really feel like, is a player that could could help the the Hornets and what they're trying to do, and really Steve Clifford's you know defensive scheme. Um, but I, unfortunately, I, I feel I see them passing. They feel like that would be a little bit of a reach for them. What I what I worry about because there are so many good 
three and D options that could be available for the Charlotte Hornets. And that's one thing they need, right? They need somebody that can shoot the basketball and also play some defense. Might not be the greatest passer, might not help them in the rebounding department, but they do they have the the two skill sets down. They can shoot the basketball. They they give hundred percent on defense. Miles Bridges, I think, is one of those players. Um Mikkel Bridges, another one of those players. There, there are, there will be, I think, a player like that available for them at, at ten, possibly even eleven, if they drop one more spot. Uh, but then I'm wondering if one of these center prospects drops, David. If, mm-hmm. if you get that same kind of situation where a guy becomes available that you didn't think was going to be available, would they, would they suddenly shun a guy like Miles Bridges or Mikael Bridges and go for someone like that? That would, that's, that's going to be my my draft concern this year they're not afraid to shun uh they, they will shun a player in a heartbeat but it would be really interesting doug if bridges ended up being there because that's a guy that we targeted last year we, we thought he was definitely coming out and he was slotted to the hornets in a lot of those early mock drafts so to see him in a similar position this year would set them up perfectly to do something that i look forward to them doing which is draft the bridges they didn't mean to and just by mistake draft the other one and end up with a Bridges. Power Thursday, where power ranking things. David, you have a power ranking for us. Yeah, this is a little power ranking of some of the possible GM candidates uh, made up of, you know, kind of some stuff we've heard, uh, some rumors, some innuendo. Uh, some personal feelings, what I think might happen, and then uh, nothing else really. So this is a list that some names that you've heard out there. I'm going to start with a guy from into the area, Doug, and one Daniel Ferry. Uh, Danny Ferry spent some time with the Hawks, did some good things down there, left in a little bit of a cloud of controversy. But I'm putting him at number three on this list because he, he went to Duke. And I don't know if you realize this, Doug, but Michael Jordan, he went to Carolina. And those teams I didn't. don't. I didn't know that. Okay. Thank you okay. for, yeah. for letting me know that. To, yep, yep, they did. And those, those I'm write that do down. not like each other. Yep, yep. So that's a, that's a long shot for that reason. But um, if you look at building the Hornets up, small market team, nice and uh, you know consistent building, I think he would be a guy to keep your eye on. It's a bold name to have on your power ranking because it's not one of the names that they've asked permission to, to interview. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and what's the one thing we know about the Hornets and their search? Uh, there's always some guy that comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and, and, and gets the job. So uh, don't believe anything you read these days. And I'm just putting him on there just to cover our bases. The number two guy, Doug, is the name everyone's talking about. Mitch Kupchak uh, has said he has not heard from the Hornets. Some people believe that. Some people don't. What some do you believe? Say, <laughs> I believe that he went to North Carolina, Doug, and I don't know if you realize this, but Michael Jordan, who owns the Hornets, also went to North Carolina. I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, good. It's a good the, stat. Yeah, they went to they went to the same school, so there's the obvious connection there. But some people just think people lie all the time. I, I'm going to take him at his word. If he hasn't heard from the Hornets, if he says well, it's that, just well. Here's what's here's what's strange, and I'm not calling him a liar. But what's strange is you have Mitch Kupchak on the one hand saying, we haven't talked, we haven't had any discussions, I don't know anything. And then you have Mark Stein, you have Adrian (laughs) Wojnarowski, you have Shams Sharinia. I mean, these are the three leading, you know, newsmakers in 
the NBA, the people who know the most, and and every single one of them has said Mitch Kupchak is the top candidate for the Charlotte Hornets general manager job. So those two things, those two things grate heavily against one another. These aren't these aren't rumors on Yabata or or something. Like these are these are three very uh, qualified and and people who talk to everyone in the NBA. And that they keep saying cup chat, cup chat, cup chat. Yeah, I know. And Chris Mannix dropped it first. We talked about it. Well, it was probably like two months ago at this point. So obviously a name to keep an eye on, but maybe someone a little bit from the old school, which is why I have him at number two, right behind the leader in the clubhouse right now, your son, Rosas. Rosas. Fact, fact check me on that, which is, this is crazy, Doug. I didn't know this, but he actually went to, North Carolina, and I don't know if you realize this, though, but Michael Jordan – wait, no, 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 let me check my – no, he did not go to – Okay, sorry, good. He did not go to – no, no, sorry. But Michael Jordan did go to North Carolina. But I, I, I'm I'm starting to really get on, on board with this guy, Doug. If you look at who is building things the right way in the NBA right now, today's NBA, uh, the Houston Rockets has to be at the top of your list. You know, they've built a team that's that's right up there challenging for the Warriors – They've done it the analytical way, the smart way. They've bided their time and made big moves when appropriate. They've taken risks that have paid off, and they've made and they've added pieces at the right time to build this juggernaut. And that would be pretty exciting, I think, for the Hornets to go in that direction. Have a younger guy who has front office experience, who's built a team up. I, I think that'd be an exciting direction. And they've taken a project like Clint Capella. And turned him into a significant piece on that team as, and a significant force in the league and somebody that we have to talk about. And for that sole reason, just Gerson, just come here and tell us how to do that. Like right, how do you right. how do you develop a Clint Capella? Like just give us that secret. Give us just a little bit of your light. I like that power ranking. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I thought you would. I thought you would. You know what's interesting though? Uh, uh, Rick Bennell in his recent one of his mailbags, or, or, or I think it was on Twitter actually, addressed the different direction you know that a guy like Rosas and a Cupcheck might take, right? Like, where would the team go under those two guys? And he made the point that you probably wouldn't see a big difference in year one just because of the mess that whoever comes in is going to have to clean up. So it's probably going to be, you know, year two where you start to see that direction of, of whoever they brought in start to build, um, which is something to keep in mind. But uh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, you know, we've talked about how hamstrung they are again this year. So I don't know if we'll see any big-time moves. But it makes sense to bring in the guy who will then enact, you know, whatever moves are to come in the future when they're trying to fix what they're uh, what they're looking at right now. All right, Matt. Is this, is this power ranking Thursday out of fuel, or do you have one more can of – Gasoline. I, I've got one more. It's it's a, a little bit more of a fun one. Uh, you know, yeah, build up a little bit here. All right, in the NCAA tournament this year, history has been made with a 16 seed upsetting a number one seed. Uh, University Boom. of Maryland, Baltimore County knocked off Virginia. Uh, first time it's ever happened. So, I've got three things uh, that should possibly be Virginia's penalty for being the first ever one seed to lose to a 16 seed. Okay, wait. So right. this is this is what should happen to Virginia because they were the first team to be beaten by a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament. That's correct. All right, number All right. three. Here we go. 
Number three, Virginia should be banished from ever being selected as a number one seed <laughs> until another number one seed loses to a 16. Boom! Eat it, like Virginia. It. You can't be a one seed anymore. So even if they go perfect, they can't be a one seed. That is correct. You have tarnished the good name of the number one seed. It had so, to happen to someone, Matt. Like, someone had to. Did. We all thought it would never happen, but nothing never happens. Something always happens. That's that's fact. Something always happens. Cut that out. That's going to be a drop. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Number two is it has to be part of the first four games. All right, wait, get, get back. Are you, are you far away from your phone? Are you far away from your phone reading something? Come back to your phone. I can't hear you. <laughs> no. Uh, so they have to be part of the first four games in Dayton, and they have to play their way into the tournament every year. For, from here on out. These are getting progressively worse. Now they can't, not only can they not be a one seed, they have to, they would have to go through the first four no matter what seed. But see, the problem with that, Matt, is you're punishing whatever team they are seeded with. So you're puni- if they were a number two seed, you're punishing an- another number two seed. Well, it's the NCAA tournament, Doug. You know, it doesn't matter because <laughs> Virginia's just going to lose to a 16 seed, so anybody should have any no problem walking through Virginia because they're a joke. <laughs> so it, it doesn't matter what game they play. They're, they're going to be out in the first round. All right. <laughs> Last one is Virginia is forever banished from the NCAA tournament and is always going to be selected for the NIT. There you go. They did get, they did get progressively worse. So they just yes, can't. That's, 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 that's your power, power ranking. ranking. That's your power ranking. It got more powerful <laughs> as it went on. You know what's you know you know what's bugging me right now about that entire situation, and and really the NCAA tournament in general. And this this tends to always happen. Yeah. And, and I've already discussed this with you, David, but I haven't I haven't bounced this off you, Matt. Is when you have all these pundits who before the NCAA tournament they plant their flag. Uh, with a particular team, and and especially like those three to six seeded teams where they could certainly possibly make a run, and it's one of these situations where if you're right about it, if you nail it, people are just going to be like, oh man, that's the guy that said that that Arizona was going to make the run, <laughs> <laughs> like you did in our in our bracket it's, challenge, Matthew, <laughs> and that didn't work out too well. But but here's what Matthew did not do, and I respect Matthew for this. I don't respect him for a lot of things, but I do respect him for this. That when Arizona lost, Matt said, well, I shouldn't have picked Arizona. My bad. What he did not say, which is what a lot of pundits are saying when their team loses, is, and a lot of fans will do this too, which upsets me even more, is, is when they say, well, the, you know, the kids just didn't try hard. They just they just didn't give it a good enough effort. They just didn't. They, their character was lacking. They were lacking character. Are, what? <laughs> this is the NCAA tournament. There are only what? There are like seventy seven teams now, sixty eight something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sixty eight. Okay, thank you. And it's a special thing to go to the tournament. Okay, they're going to try hard. This is not the 77th game of an NBA season, okay? Nobody's letting up off the gas. Some teams are good, and some teams are not as good, and then sometimes the not-as-good team 
just decides to play great basketball for two halves. The kids tried hard. It's, a, it's just insane to me that you would, again, and some of these are coaches. That's the worst part. Some of these people on television that when they picked Arizona and then Arizona loses, and then they go on television and they say, well, the kids didn't try hard. Get out of here. Kills me. It's just a shame there's got to be, you know, a, a loser in these games. Though. It's such a no, It's not a shame. It's sports. That's sports. <laughs> Sometimes teams lose. And if you pick that team, hey, guess what? You lost as well. You're a loser. That's, that's what I want to say. These the, the the Seth Greenbergs of the world, the people that do this kind of thing. You you know what? You just didn't try hard enough on your bracket. Sorry. You just didn't. You you lacked character when you selected Arizona to go to the championship game. Sorry. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Matt, you lack character for a lot of reasons, but one of them is not the NCAA <laughs> tournament. Although I will say that here's one one area where I've seen your character shine. Uh David, he is is also an Apple watcher. And he also has the activity app on Apple, and uh, we share activity data. And he has a a pretty significant move streak going on right now, and yeah. and it was in severe danger last night, Matt. Was it not? <laughs> it was. It was below. So so my goal is nine hundred <laughs> calories for a move goal, which is which pretty is high, a, but it's crazy. It's really yeah, high. yeah. And and I was at four hundred and fifty at like eight o'clock at night. So you and you were I like you were like, like Dwight Howard in the after the first half. You had four points. You had ten rebounds, and it was like, what's going to happen here in the second half? Uh, I think I just you know I I heard what Dwight did, and I was like, you know what, I gotta get me some of that. <laughs> and no, honestly, it's the motivation of a perfect month, which is something they'll give you if you hit all of your goals for every single day. And I realized, okay, I'm 21 days through. I can I can tough it out for another nine. But hold on, but hold on. There was another obstacle to this. What was the other obstacle? (laughs) So (laughs) going back to our our food segment last week, I I ate a a hot and ready pizza uh, (laughs) before, and I I, I nap pretty hard before, before that. The chips were against you. They, they they were not the the you were not in a good place and yet you toughed it out and you said no I will hit this goal and you you got your your twenty eight points twenty rebounds in the second half so I what just did want- you do what did you do to rack up enough that late in the day so like I usually just like go for like little walks around my my apartment complex area just because it's pretty easy to just you know just continue to move. Um, and once I get going, I usually just listen to music, and, and I, I don't even really recognize it. But it, uh, that's that's how it happened. And it, you know, it's, it seems like it's not that hard to get that. But man, if if you're just sitting around all day at work and you realize, like, man, I haven't done anything today, it's it's so depressing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, congratulations. Our on the pizza or the goal? Oh, on both. 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 <laughs> all right that'll do it for us here on this edition of locked on hornets this is see i'm telling you i said this last week this is how i want to do the show and it it really it was born out of where the hornets are right now but i feel like i want to continue even if the hornets uh turn things around next season i just want to keep doing the show like this this is this is cool and if you like it great because we're going to be doing more of it and uh, support us on patreon 
because I've got something cooking uh, for the Patreon subscribers soon as well. So be paying attention to that. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, whatever you use to put podcasts in your ears. You can just search Locked On Hornets and subscribe. And most importantly, please tell a friend about what we're doing here on Locked On Hornets. We're not just covering the Hornets. We're covering the NBA. We're covering uh, uh, the latest in Apple Watch activity technology, everything, uh, and Satchel of NBA LOLs. So you can get some uh, weird NBA news here as well. Uh, We're doing a lot of things. So make sure to let a friend know about this podcast. And you can always shoot us your Hornets questions. We're doing Twitter Tuesdays now. So submit those questions to Twitter at Locked On Hornets, and we will answer them on Tuesdays. Uh, We're back again tomorrow. Fun Friday is here. It's going to be a good one. For David and Matt, I'm Doug saying go Hornets, go America. Let's swarm Charlotte! Charlotte!